Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 306th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of K. Barton Tools, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Tonight, we're asking Daryl Peart the five questions. So, Daryl, so first up, how did you get into woodworking? Oh, um, well, I, I guess uh, um, it would go way back. I had kind of a fascination with it uh, from a very, very early age. Uh, I was probably four years old, five years old, and my great-grandfather was a carpenter. Hmm. He was, uh, um, he's the only relative that I know that ever built a piece of furniture and built a little table that I have down in the basement. But uh, he was he was probably in his 70s somewhere and building a little cabin for him to move into while uh, we moved into the big house up front. And I watched him put in a a, um, a a slide a pocket door and, uh, and 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 install a window. I remember that vividly, and I was thinking that was just so so neat that you could make stuff, you know. Uh-huh. And and so I've probably had that fascination. And and one of the early jobs I got out of high school uh, the, uh, was, was some basic woodworking, making laminated beams. Um, and and um, so I I developed a few skills with you know, just some um, routers and that sort of thing. Um, and at one point in time, I, I didn't know what to do, and I quit that job and went on a hitchhiking uh, trip to San Francisco and uh, not knowing what I was going to do just to kind of get away from things and got a ride back with this woman who um, uh, uh, was selling at the Pike Place Market. And um, that just sounded so neat that I thought, okay, that's that's – that, that's what I want to do is make stuff. And so what I knew how to do is um, uh, hold a router and run some saws. So I started making stuff and selling and kind of I was kind of off and running. And early on, I, I kind of um, uh, gotten in, 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 enthralled by um, uh, uh, Krenov, actually. Uh, I was a Krenov fanatic, went to a couple of his workshops and uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of took off from there. It just kind of grew and eventually turned into green and green and uh, and all that. Right. How far is Krenov? He he was in he's in Northern California, right? So he, he was. Yeah, it's quite quite a ways from from from. He he grew up he grew up in West Seattle. Oh really? Yes, at Alki. Oh. Uh, about um, oh um, I I I found his address actually in an old. Uh, Seattle newspaper article mm-hmm. and so I drove by uh, his old home and it's now an apartment complex <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. uh, oh. but it, in his books he writes about walking yeah. the beach at Alkine wow. you know and that's why I was able to see him uh, yeah. uh, uh, because he had friends in Seattle and he'd come up and give little uh, workshops in Seattle you know so he mm-hmm. was coming up here every now and then oh wow wow that's fantastic yeah Yep. All right. So, uh, second question: What is your favorite tool currently? Oh, it may change yeah. over time, but currently. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it, it kind of. Uh, um, sometimes I think it's a CNC, but the one that is is really uh, kind of over time. And this you probably won't. Uh, uh, this makes no sense, I guess. But I love running the joiner. 
I love flattening <laughs> boards. Okay. I can do it all day long. I can um, actually relate to that. I, that I, may I, be the first, though. You know? Yeah, that may be the first, but I can relate. I do love running my joiner, too, and, and yeah. the planer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Make them uh, uh, four square uh, boards. Years ago, I got a, a, a job at this place where there was a guy my dad's age who had been working since he was a teenager wood, doing woodworking. Mm-hmm. And we worked in the mill. We did solid lumber. And and I was pro- I was in my mid thirties then, and I thought I was hot. I thought I knew how to do stuff, you know. And I mm-hmm. came in there, I think, with a bit of an attitude that I knew how to do things. And um, uh, he he um, this this guy uh, put me on the jointer, and and he soon humbled me. I saw what he could do on the jointer, and I thought I I don't even have any clue how to be that good. Uh, he could he would he prided himself in putting a whole getting a whole stack of uh, parts like leg parts and stacking them up like 10 high and 10 wide and putting a straight edge on the top and no gaps because everything was so flat and square. Wow. And, yeah, and, it is a skill. I mean, despite the machine having its precision of itself, I mean, it really, you got to know how to operate it. Yeah. Those yeah. And, 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 and it kind of, and that shop, it got kind of a big deal. If you, you had a twisted board, you'd pull up that twisted board and you'd say, okay, you think we're going to flatten this one? You know, and 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 um, and it was kind of a challenge, you know. And you didn't always get them flat, but um, uh, uh, sometimes you could pull a miracle off. Anyway, that 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 kind of got my. Um, it's it's that's where I started loving to work on the jointer. And I, you know, if you give me a big pile of boards and 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 I'll I'll run the jointer all day long. And it just, <laughs> it's it's it's. It, it's yeah. therapeutic or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, why. It must, I mean, yeah. And it causes me stress only because I remember the time that I had an eight quarter purple heart board with some twist in it. And <laughs> I, I made a, a little too thin wedge of that thing trying to get it flat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's scary. Just yeah. But I mean, I get how it can be therapeutic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a. It's just taking little nibbles and and making something that wasn't quite flat flatter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy running mine. Of course, uh, listen, listeners know that I, I have uh, one of those Euro twelve inch uh, jet joiner planer combo machines. And ah. um, and in two thousand and eight, my uh, shop got flooded. And this is like right after I bought my first big woodworking machine, and uh, I spent probably about a month rebuilding that machine, stripping it down to every last nut and bolt and, you know, removing rust. Luckily I didn't get any pitting, just a lot of surface rust and rebuilding that machine. And so it's my baby now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, that's kind of neat when you do that yeah. because you, you, you get done with something like that and you know that machine. Oh, oh yeah. You know? yeah you know, just, just last month it was like, Oh, I was, I was uh, running a piece over and I had a little bit of snipe. On the end, I went, ah, something must have got out of adjustment. In less than three minutes, I had no snipe. You know, just, mm-hmm. I know I, I know where I need to adjust it and just about how much, and boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> snipe gone. So, anyway, but uh, let's move on to the next question. So, who has influenced you the most in your woodwork? In my woodwork? Um, well, as far as uh, design, well, there's several people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krenov actually for design and, and Charles and Henry Green um, but this guy uh, um, 
uh, that I worked with at uh, Custom Craft Fixtures, one I told you about, who's put me on the uh, joiner. Mm-hmm. He um, he did a lot too because he he taught me some lessons that um, uh, Roy Weimer was his name, um, and, and and he was a very humble guy, you know, and he knew uh, a, a thousand times more than what I knew. Uh, but I had I did know a couple little things, and whenever. I, he would see me doing something that he didn't know. He would come over and he would be picking my brain to no end, you know? And I thought, why is he picking my brain? Cause he's far above me. And then I realized that's how he got far above me. <laughs> you know, he, right. he, was, he was humble and, uh-huh. and he's not afraid to come over and say, I don't know how to do this. How, what are you doing here? You know? Right. And that, that was a really, really good lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the it, I've been into a lot of shops over the years, you know, working in, in big shops. And, and, and after that experience, I kind of noticed that the shops that ran real well is the ones that did not have someone with a big ego in it, who was always critiquing everybody's work and telling them that they were doing it the wrong way. The shops that were ran well, it was people that were like Roy, who, who were eager to learn and eager to uh say, oh, I like what you're doing here. Let's do it that way, you know, instead mm-hmm. of do it my way, you know. So it was uh, um, Roy influenced my approach, I guess, a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, right. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. That's that's a well-run shop. Not not to have a guru and and mindless, you know, apprentices that are just kind of yeah, yeah, doing yeah, it that right. way, but recognizing that there may be different ways of accomplishing something yes, that's yes, better. I'm, that's awesome. I'm always turned off by s- someone who who kind of proclaims that they have the only way to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and uh, to me, methods of work are not etched in stone; they're pliable. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, I'm forever changing the, how I do things because right. I'll, I'll see someone else that does something that I think I like. Th- I like the way they do it. I'm going to do it the way they do it. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's personal. It's 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 like hey. I can do it this way or I can do it this way, but I enjoy doing it this third way. And that's the way yes. I want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when I teach my, my attitude is um, that I'm going to show you a way to do it. We will practice the way I do it. When you leave here, uh, that's your starting point. Mm-hmm. You, you may decide that you have a better way to do it, but that's fine. I've given you a starting point a, a point of, a point of departure, you know, and, 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 uh, you go home and you find a better way for you. I'm all for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, what has been your biggest stumbling block? Oh, there, there's, there's been a couple stumbling blocks. <laughs> er, er, early on, it was probably organization because I, by nature, I'm not very organized. Um, but I, I soon found that if I didn't get organized, that things just turn into a mess. Um, but then also uh, um, impatience. Uh, uh, you know, for the longest time, I was just, you know, it, it, well, the impatience was good and bad because it was basically me so eager to move forward, you know. Uh, so I was on fire to learn and move, but sometimes uh, 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 I, I, I was so impatient that I didn't take the time to uh, um, get into the nuance of things. So that, 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 that's taken a while to kind of, um, deal with, but probably the, the thing that was the biggest challenge to me 
and it's kind of woodworking related. It was more when I started uh, teaching because I was always the kid in school who would sit and not and wished I wouldn't get called on because I hated speaking up in class and I did not want to be up in front of the class leading it. You mm -hmm. know, that, that was the last thing I want. It took me several years to get past that point where I could get up in front of a class and relax. That was my hardest uh, thing to do. Well, I think you've turned into a good, a good teacher, a good, yes. a good speaker in front of crowds. Well, I don't know if I, 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 I got to the point where I, 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 I try not to just. I, I know I'm not very good up in front of people speaking, uh, and I got to the point where I just say I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It, 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 it is what it is. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's a useful, a useful thing. I, I grew up in theater and there, there were the way to calm nerves was to imagine people in ridiculous outfits or something out in the crowd. So it didn't matter as much what you were doing because they were so there was so much attraction that could go their way. You know, yeah. it was just a little kid thing to do, but it was like, oh, yeah, they're all wearing chicken suits. Yeah, you well, know, you know, oh, okay, that's ridiculous. Now I'm not thinking about me anymore. Yeah, know? yeah, well, kind of related to this, you know, when I was teaching, I hit my, I, I, I kept thinking about what it is, what is it that I'm afraid of when I get up here, you know, in front of people? And it was someone asking me a question and I don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so now I have, uh, I have an answer that works every time and it's, I don't know. No. Yeah. Perfect answer. Totally yeah. allowable answer. You don't have to have the answer. You don't answer. have to know everything. Right. You know, no one knows everything, you know, and, and accept that fact. Yeah. Uh, and once I accepted that, I think life got a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, a video on an unrelated subject, but they were talking about how you identify experts. And one uh, of the things uh, to identify an expert is someone that says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yeah. good yeah well it's just like i mean yeah. you, you can define how good of a woodworker you are by how well you or how well you correct mistakes not how not it's not the, the original production but it's when things go sideways how do you react and how do you correct that and still produce something that's worthwhile you know yeah similar to yeah. That. yeah 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 you 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 um when, er, early on in my woodworking career, I read this article, and it, it always stuck with me. They were interviewing this master guitar maker, and they, they one question they asked him is, so over the years, did you get to the point where you made fewer mistakes? And he says, no, but I got really good at fixing them. Yep. <laughs> and that's exactly. what makes a master, right? It's, yes. not, yeah. again, it's not perfection from the gate. It's being able to correct them and do that well. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> but let's move on to our our last question. So how has the internet influenced your work? Oh, uh, actually, greatly. Um, I had a, uh, it's a lot, it's what allowed me to um, become self-employed. Uh, back, you know, back in the day when I was bouncing around at different uh, big custom shops, uh, I always had a side job. Uh, uh, you know, my own thing on the side. And, and I, well, I, I've always been um, kind of, I, 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 I like technology. I don't like diving into the details of it, but I like what it can do for me. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend set up a website for me. This was, uh, oh, really early on. I think it was 1995 or so. 
Ooh, wow. really? That is yeah. early. Yeah. 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 And, and in fact, um, when I uh, 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 set up a, a couple years, it was actually a couple years after that when I had another friend who really got into the business of doing websites. Um, uh, uh, redid my website for me, and and uh, uh, I applied for the um, domain name furnituremaker.com uh, and got it. That's you know? impressive. Yes. I, I almost brought that up earlier because yeah, you there's a lot of furniture makers nowadays on the internet, and you have furnituremaker.com. Yeah, right? well, no, well, no denying that. Yeah, you know the the thing is, is back when I was uh, uh, first on there as a furniture maker. Uh, I don't think there was more than a half a dozen of us on there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and so what really helped me out was if you were an architect or an interior designer or something and you wanted a link to some source, uh, they didn't have too many choices. So I got linked to early on and, and, and I got uh, my, and, and so my site eventually when the internet started taking off, uh, I was getting a lot of hits, you know, and, 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 and it's what, and pretty soon, um, uh, I was, I, I'd quit my job because I, I had so much work backed up coming in over the internet. Uh, wow. this was back in the late nineties. That's awesome. I mean, you were, you were on, I mean, legitimately the bleeding edge I, yes. I, in, in that time in, in 99, I happened to be working for a, a hematology oncology office in their in their records department and uh -huh. we were starting to scan in uh blood work for for cancer patients on a daily basis and so we had all these numbers and it was it, it i was explained to me like what you're doing is not actually permissible in court it's not allowed here you know there, there it was but we can see this is coming and so to be on that early 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 edge i mean that's a huge advantage you did awesome because of it again i mean it's that's fantastic for you yeah, you were well, there it, at that time and knew the right people. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it really, really um, uh, um, made my career basically early on because it, it opened mm -hmm. up doors for me. I, I started to get, you know, when you, 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 you need a few breaks in the beginning, you need to get people to um, uh, have faith in you and, 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 and uh, enough to order. And, and since I was one of the few to choose from, um, I got some orders back then, you know. Um, and and it kind of blossomed from there yeah that's phenomenal wow. that is that that is incredible wow well you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you know leave that domain to your errors <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah don't let it go yeah. I, I i i i've thought of uh someday of um selling it and because i also own darylpeart.com and yeah. changing it over and i was thinking you know, if I sell FurnitureMaker.com, what machine can I buy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At this point, you better be buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. A, that's a college fund, all in, all in a name. That's not yeah, that, that, that is great. That's like owning Coke.com back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it is basic. But, I mean, because it's basic, it is, it's easy to know, it's easy to follow, and yeah. Yeah, no. And well, well, with that, um, uh, speaking of the uh, FurnitureMaker.com, wh where can folks find you on the Internet, Daryl? At FurnitureMaker.com and at um, Daryl.Peart, I guess it is, on Instagram, I think. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. that, that's, I, I do Twitter, too, but I almost never post there. But um, I'm far more active on Instagram. 
Yeah, yeah, I made that switch uh, a few years ago and never looked back. Yeah. I think I had still have a Twitter account, but I haven't logged into Twitter in at least two years. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, so and I, think, I think it's cool that a guy's had a website since 1995 is that on is, what is the current biggest social media thing going on, at least for in the makerspace and and yeah. and and all that. That is, you you span literal <laughs> generations in your in your <laughs> your internet you know uh, availability. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So, Sean, where can folks find you? Well, you can find me on on those social medias I just mentioned uh, as Sean W seventy eight, most likely. Uh, Kyle, how about you? You can always find me at Barton.com on Instagram, the only social media platform that matters. And with that, that just about wraps it up for this show. So, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. And thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national, uh, on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast, or like us on Facebook. Uh, the best thing you can do, though, is tell us tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.